Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 78. Today, Joel Hatch will be talking with Gina Lucrezzi of Trail Sisters from Boulder, Colorado. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to episode 78 of the Trail Manners Podcast. I am your host, Joel Hatch. Eric Manning, he's not here today. We're trying this new fancy e-cam, and it's usually best if there's only one person doing the interview. So I'm your host for today. So for episode 78, we have straight from Boulder, Colorado, Gina Lucrezzi. Did I say that right again? You got it. You got it. Good job. All right. (laughs) Awesome. So those of you who don't know Gina, and you should, she is from Bangor, right? Pennsylvania? Correct. All right. Lives in Boulder, Colorado now. Maybe for not too much longer, though. So we'll see. All right. So we can maybe touch on that in a little bit. Um, Man, you have an extensive background. And I'm just going to read this off real quick. So you grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, Were you a cross-country runner in high school? I was, but um, as a sophomore, junior, senior, I didn't. I was a field hockey player for about um, six or seven years. That was my my first true love in in sports, I guess. Ah, so, and then you made that that transition into running. Thank goodness you did, because you were quite successful. You went on to run in college. Um, after college, you moved out west. You had an internship at was it US was it USOC that you had an internship. Correct. Yeah, I always dreamed of trying to work with the Olympic Committee, and um, I was very honored when um, I applied for an internship, and I, I got picked, and it was pretty much a dream come true. Uh, so, really uh, cool thing. I'm sure that would be freaking anybody's intern, right? Anybody's dream is to get a job there. That's especially if you have a sports background. Uh, after your internship, you, you've got list a host of jobs. You're the former marketing marketing superstar, right? At Innovate, former team manager at Innovate, former ad sales at Trail Runner magazine. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of a big magazine, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> former former business development manager at I Run Far. So you're pretty much responsible for their success today. Um, ha, for, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> former athlete and events manager at Jewelbowl USA. Uh, now, currently, you're team manager at VASC Footwear and mm-hmm. also the athlete, event, and social media manager at Ultimate Direction. And finally, you're the founder of Trail Sisters. 
That is a mouthful of a resume. That's super <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And hey, first off, thanks so much for having me on the show as well. So um, I'm well, we've been to, to speak with you. It's our pleasure. You know, we've been talking about it for the last couple months. Um, our schedule's been super stacked with people, and it just happened that you know this was kind of serendipitous. That really cool article came out yesterday that you wrote or that interview about you why you should have a trail sister and now this episode's going to air next week so it was meant right. to happen right now right the stars yeah. aligned okay <laughs> so looking back at your resume did i miss anything do i need to give um, you credit for anything that i did not say no i think you're pretty spot on that was that was very good well i'm just going off of your, your facebook profile so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got quite the the resume it's pretty pretty awesome um, I think that, you know, we kind of need to get back up a little bit further. You and I first uh, were introduced to each other when you were looking to update one of your websites. And a mutual friend of ours, um, Tara mm -hmm. Warren, had hooked me up with you, right? Correct. Yeah, that was um, when I, um, I was using a Squarespace site for a while uh, when I first started the Trail Sisters. And um, I learned fairly quickly that it wasn't, um, I needed much more of a site because uh, the site was growing so quickly and um, uh, the popularity of it and what uh, women were asking for. So, yeah, and I hear you're the guy that, you know, if you need a website, you need things uh, mocked up, ideas, fixes, go to you. And so, yeah, Tara was super helpful with that. And ironically, my boyfriend ended up being quite curious with uh, website building and he kind of jumped on board. Otherwise, I, I would have been giving you the shout. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I, I appreciate all those kind words. And sometimes it's best to have somebody in-house doing it because those edits are easier to take care of instead of calling me or texting me or emailing me. So I'm glad right. that you got that all squared away. And, you know, Squarespace is still, it's a rad platform. You use it for your personal site and there's nothing wrong with it. But sometimes it doesn't meet the need and... It, you're you're right. Sometimes you just got to find that right platform to, to support what you're trying to do. So I'm, I'm glad you guys got that squared away finally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. So we kind of alluded to this already. So you weren't really like running wasn't your first love. It was field hockey, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. And then, then you got into running. So how'd you get into it in the high school scene? Was it just, uh, you know, stay in shape for field hockey well um my coach my field hockey coach used to have um us uh, she'd time us in the mile and um we all hated it you know we just wanted to play field hockey we didn't really want to run even though it's a huge part of it and um i would you know do quite well at this timed mile and then the track coach essentially learned about it the one day and said you know you should try out for track and you know do this that, and the other thing so i did and i ended up breaking our school record as a freshman um in the mile and so it's like okay i guess i guess i'm okay at this running thing and that's kind of where it took root so i ran track throughout high school and then um i juggled field hockey and uh cross country then um in i guess we we had in the fall so uh for the sophomore junior year so i'd go to field hockey i'm sorry i go to cross country practice first um it was just me and one other girl and five guys we had a really Really tiny team and then after practice was over i'd meet up with our field hockey squad which boasted of you know 40 plus women it was wow. quite popular back east yeah and um 
yeah, and then I do the rest of the practice with them. Um, I'd always miss out on the running because I had done that part with the cross country team, but, right. um, but yeah, so it was, it was quite interesting, but I, I loved sport, you know, and I wasn't going to give up field hockey because I really liked the team atmosphere and um, the cross country was a blast, but it was more of an individual thing. And um, yeah, I was just having fun with it because it was going well and it was fun to run, you know, on the trails and such. So uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that started. So did you guys have a bunch of trails there around town that you guys can can run on? Uh, you know, back in Bangor, Pennsylvania, we didn't, the Appalachian Trail is actually quite close by, but we never, we'd never jump on anything like that. They were right. usually, if anything, like golf courses or just, you know, the school grounds running around um, fields and, and things like that. We weren't on any, any type trails that, you know, I run on now, that's for sure. Definitely nothing as aggressive or intense. True. So throughout your high school, then you're just getting better every year, just because you're, you're putting effort in, you're maturing, you're, you're being a better runner. So then did that open the door up to college then to run in the college? Correct. Um, I had done quite well in high school. And then I um, went to Sales University, which is a pretty small D3 school, um, arts focused really, um, in Allentown, Pennsylvania area, if you're familiar. Uh, but yeah, I did uh, cross country, indoor track and outdoor track and ended up walking away being a 10 time All American. And I was lucky enough to win a national championship in the indoor mile my uh, junior year. So it was running was was everything, you know, I, I went to school for TV film my undergrad degree and it was great you know but i i just loved the the sport aspect so that's, um, so yeah that's awesome yeah. so you you walk away from from college and you've got your degree in in tv kind of like communications yeah you know i um i worked freelance for quite a while after school and um i actually went to the Athens Olympics, what was it, 2004, and worked with NBC doing stuff with the um, uh, gymnastics squad, so helping with their filming and, and whatnot. So it was a pretty, it was pretty cool. Freelance was fun, but uh, after a while, I realized it wasn't for me, which is why I went back to school to get a master's in sports management. But And where was that at? That was at East Stroudsburg University, so also in Pennsylvania, but um, it was about 20 minutes from where I grew up. Um, so to save money, I just, I would, um, I'd stay at home and I just drive back and forth, but I was lucky enough to get two graduate assistantships, one working with the cross country and track team and one also working, um, with the sports management department. So, um, that pretty much paid for my master's degree and, wow. um, yeah, I try to, I, I try to be strategic and, and think things out before I jump into them. So, um. But it was a great experience and in order to complete the degree i had to have an internship and that's you know what took me out to colorado springs for the olympic committee so what was that um, official internship in um i actually uh worked you know it was just a marketing role with the usa field hockey um ngb the national governing body um because there's so many different internships they offer and they kind of place you based on you know your background what you're interested in um and so i i was lucky enough to kind of bring back my field hockey roots and work marketing with them um but it was amazing we all stayed on campus so there's it's kind of like class you feel like you're back in college because you're with probably about 25 people and so you live in a dorm 
But um, I got to meet oh, so many cool people, Dina Castor, Shalane Flanagan, Michael Phelps. I mean, you name it, wow. they'd come in for all kinds of things. And um, on, that is on the campus. And um, yeah, you know, you'd see them walking around the cafeteria and just doing their thing. But you try not to be, you know, you know, starry eyed and kind of, you know, drooling. But, huh. <laughs> but it was a really cool experience. That's pretty rad. So during your grad, sorry, so during your grad career, graduate school career, are you continuing to run at that point, or did that kind of fall away to focus on your studies? You know, um, I was still running. I, you know, was still hoping to um, compete at a really high level post college, but um, I, it, it, I didn't have the training that I had in college. You know, I didn't have the same type coaching. It was more, you know, obviously it was on my own then and. Um, yeah, so kind of dwindled, um, like I said, I still wanted to be competitive and my goal or my dream was to always make a USA track and field team. Um, so I did a few races that, you know, um, I would go to Rhode Island and I think it's where they'd have like the 5k championships and whatnot, but I never had a great race. So I kind of just lost touch with that and, you know, just would do races for fun at that point. Right. So... So you come out to Colorado Springs and you're, you know, hanging out with all these super high level athletes, basically the best in the world. How did you then meet uh, Nancy Hobbs? And then once you tell us that story, also tell us who she is. Sure. Yeah. So um, my internship ended at the OTC and I was in love with Colorado and the mountains and everything. It was just amazing oh yeah so tell me about that real quick so back up and tell us about that so what was your what was your experience coming from pennsylvania out to colorado springs was that just like holy cow exactly i'd never seen a mountain before that had snow on top of it or that was like a rocky top that's what i call them at least i mean i had the appalachian you know mountains right in my backyard the poconos and had been on the appalachian trail here and there but I mean, it's covered in trees and they yeah. look, you know, compared to out here, they look like rolling hills. And that's the Appalachian Mountains are amazing. Nothing to take away from them, but it is a 180 difference. And um, it just kind of blew my mind. And I fell in love with it and kind of felt like this is where I want to be. And so, um, so yeah, so I just, I wanted to hang around after my uh, internship finished. Um, I had the privilege of working at the uh, facility a little bit longer as um, kind of a fill-in because this was then I think during the Beijing games I believe um, when I worked as the uh, recovery center manager and kind of would help athletes as they'd come in to you know just they come in for uh, contrast baths massages they'd work with some of the scientists there and I just kind of managed you know schedules so it was a little job but it kept you know a little money in my pocket kept me out there um, and allowed me to, you know, kind of follow my passion and just training at altitude and such. And um, one day I ran into Nancy Hobbs. She knew the woman that I was working with at USA Field Hockey. And um, Nancy knew I was a runner because of my, my past. And she's like, you should give trail running a try. And, and I was kind of like, okay, you know, I've always been interested. But, you know, I was taught, you know, trails could be dangerous and bad. And if you twist your ankle, you can't run fast on the track. Oh yeah, so, that's true. Um, mm -hmm. So <laughs> I, it was always kind of like this, like, you know, don't go there, but I was always super curious. Um, and so Nancy, who's the founder of the American Trails uh, Association, 
she's all over the place. She works with the USATF. She helps with the Mutt Council, which is Mountain Ultra Trail. She's she's done so much for the sport. Um, it's amazing. So to have her speak to me and kind of introduce me to trail running was amazing. Um, she took me up this trail in Colorado Springs called Section 16, and anybody that's familiar with it knows it's it's a it's a long burner, and you know you feel it in your legs quite quickly because it's very steep, very quick. Um, and she kicked my butt because I was you know I was running roads and. I tried to run roads like I tried to run trail. Oh, and it yeah. doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> no. You have to take small steps, small strides when you climb, not, you know, these big, long strides. And, um, and I was curious about it. And kind of ever since that run, I was hooked. Um, so she also happened to have um, extra rooms in her house. And so I kind of, uh, you know, rented a room from her over the summer. And I also had the chance to meet a guy named Howard Nipper, who was also <laughs> renting another room. And Howard <laughs> Nipper, yeah, he's a, uh, he's an accomplished ultra runner. I know he loves the 50s and 50, I'm sorry, 100Ks. He's, he's a magnificent man. And right. um, so that's when I first learned about ultras. But at that time, I was very much into the shorter distance um running. right but it was always it was always interesting interesting to hear howard's stories and listen about what he had done but um but yeah that's kind of how i met nancy and got into trail running and um yeah then i was out on the trails every day in colorado springs and right. it was it had me you know I, that was it that's <laughs> pretty strong that that pull like i had, i kind of had that same feeling when i moved out to the west it was like Oh, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Now I get it. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, like you said, there's nothing wrong with the, the East Coast trails and the, the Appalachian trails. They're, they're super rad, but it is a 180 difference out here. Um, it, they're bigger. Um, they're longer. Um, they're not any more steep or technical than the East Coast. But man, there's just something about those big views that just kind of suck yeah. you in, right? Totally. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's a great story. How you how you met Nancy? How you met Howard too? That guy, he's yeah. a he's a legend. Yeah, he's really? fantastic. I we keep in touch a little bit. You know, he's out in Virginia and I'm out here. But every once in a while, we'll we'll share stories and text and whatnot. But um, but yeah, he's a great man. So that's I wish him the best. That's really cool. So you get done with your internship. You're you're working. So where, where do you transition from working for the, the Olympic Committee into kind of like trail running centric, trail specific uh, <laughs> companies? How did that happen? Well, you know, um, I knew, right. I mean, running had played such a large role in my life up to this point. You know, back in Bangor, Pennsylvania, everybody knew me as Gina the runner and <laughs> you know, came through college. I, I mean, I didn't move, like... Home was that on your Letterman's jacket, Gina the Runner? I know it should have been, <laughs> but um, um, you know, I went to college about an hour away from where I grew up, so it just running and words Gina and running were kind of they were attached, and that was my world, and I knew more about that than I knew about anything, and um, uh, you know, I think it was the sales rep at Innovate at the time. He was speaking to me at some local race I, I tried doing because, um, you know, Nancy's like, you should do some racing. And I did the bar trail race and a few other things, and they were amazing. They met him, and he's like, 
hey, you know, I don't know how he struck up the conversation, but he told me that Innovate was looking for, you know, some marketing help and some, you know, something in CS. And I had just finished my uh, master's degree and I, you know, I felt like there was a shelf life. I, I needed to find a job to utilize it. And um, the, the only hiccup was that I had to move to Massachusetts for the job. And um, that was, it was one of the toughest things. I like, it was important that I used my degree and, you know, cause that was the whole point of going to school and getting education. And um, I didn't want to leave them out. And, huh. and uh, you know, it was, I was like, Hey, I've never been to Massachusetts. It could be cool. Right. So I went, um, I got lucky. The job worked out. Um, Innovate at that time, there was four of us. Um, Lisa, who she was the owner of the U S uh, distributing service. Um, so she was there full time. And then it was me who was full time and I was doing everything from CS to marketing with the tiny budget that we had to, you know, the containers would roll in with the shoes. I'd help them load the containers. I'd, right. you name it, like I did it. And then the other two people who were part time was, you know, an accountant and then um, a guy that would come at the end of the day to help do some of the shipments from the warehouse. So um, I was at Innovate for the U.S. at like the very get go. Um, and it was trial by fire and, you know, learning every, all the steps about it. You know, I'd work with the sales reps and such, um, inside sales. Uh, you know, there was nothing at this point in my life, there's nothing somebody could throw at me that I wouldn't understand from that experience. So it was right. very, very kind of scary and intense at the time, you know, and very stressful, but it really prepared me for everything else that's come later, you know, um, so I was there for about two years. So what, give us a time frame. What, what year was that? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think that was maybe, uh, 2007 maybe. Okay. Um, hold on. I'm kind of think I'm like, I should know, you know, it's not that hard of a thing to figure out. Well, you can um, ballpark it. it. Like, I'm sorry. It was more like uh 2010, 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, yeah, that. that's was, 2007 yeah. to 2000. That is a bigger difference. But yeah, so yeah. at that point, oh man, so Innovate wasn't like terribly big in the US at that time. No, not at all. They, um, let's see. They, I mean, Wayne Eady was the owner. I believe he's still the owner um, from the UK. And um, Lisa, her name was Lisa Mickelson. She had split the ownership of the U.S. distributing service with Wayne and mm -hmm. ended up while I was there at that time frame selling her half back to him so right. that the U.K. then would own, you know, the U.S. distributing service. And um, they actually had some guys from the U.K. come over within this time frame while I was there and manage the, the, um, the office and everything. By the time I had left, I believe they had 10 new hires. Um, so it went from two full timers to like 10, you know, full timers. And, um, while I was there, it was Lisa and I that went to, um, Lisa was really into CrossFit. And so she had me come with her and we'd go do CrossFit sessions at CrossFit New England. And they were really into the shoes. And that's kind of where, oh. um, Innovate got that, you know, traction with, um, CrossFit was really because of CrossFit New England. And, seeding shoes to some of their athletes. And since this was quite some time ago, CrossFit wasn't as big. There was still a lot of right. grassroots growth and it took off like wildfire. And yeah. CrossFit, you know, CrossFit New England at the time was um, uh, quite a large, they called them box, you know, yeah. quite a large box, very important and influential. So, you know, a lot of people looked up to them and they saw the shoes and 
you know, before you knew it, selling um, Innovate's CrossFit uh, athletes was kind of more of a, and we were probably doing that more than selling the trail shoes and right. marketing that way for a while. And I think now, um, I think, I believe Innovate's kind of come back to its roots, fell running and trail. Right. But, um, but it was a really interesting, you know, we, our growth in two years was huge because of it. And yeah. then of course, Re Reebok came in and bought the whole thing. Yeah, the they whole did. Thing. <laughs> but, um, that's but so huge. interesting to see that you had that connection and that inside track to that, that explosion of, you know, mm -hmm. that 2010 era of CrossFit when it was just kind of really taking off and you guys were driving the shoes to that, that box and that's how it blew up. Mm -hmm. That's a great story. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting, you know, just how, where you end up and how things work out. And, yeah. you know, it, it was a cool part of my life. You know, I, at that time, I feel like my neck was like three sizes as large from doing all like the cross. It was ridiculous doing uh -huh. some of the CrossFit stuff, my quads, my, you know, but when, you know, that was a priority for us to, to really influence that market. And so to be a part of it, you, you know, in terms of, um, you know, believing in what you're selling, we went there and we do the workouts and, you know, right. I didn't feel too much like a runner after a while because my body was morphing, but it was kind of fun to switch it up for, for the time being. Right. That's pretty rad. So, so you're back there when you were back in uh, New Hampshire, did you then take on the, the role of team manager for innovate or did that come about at some other point? You know, um, the first year, I believe Mark Lumblad was still doing it the first year. And then um, I don't remember exactly how it switched around if we had budget cuts or whatnot. But then I ended up um, bringing, you know, that role came in-house. And that's when I ended up kind of uh, managing the team. That was my first uh, <laughs> my first opportunity at the first time I had ever done anything like that. And it was quite interesting. I remember, I, I think I upset some people the one year because, um, be, CrossFit was taking such a, a role within, uh, the business. We had to bring on some CrossFit athletes and we only had so much budget and product. And I remember I was put in the position of having to, you know, let some, some, you know, great runners, uh, let them go from the team and they weren't happy. And it's like, my hands are tied. Like, you right. know, I had direction from the top to make a CrossFit team and, so it was interesting, but you know, it, it, you just, like I said, you go through all kinds of stuff that shapes you and it was fun at the same time. You know, I'm glad I had the opportunity. Well, yeah, because I mean, that prepared you for something, you know, further down the line that you're doing, right? Correct. Yeah. So how did you then transition from Innovate to Trail Runner Magazine? So, um, I was dying to get back to Colorado. I miss <laughs> the sunshine. I miss the mountains. I would travel right. up from Massachusetts to um, New Hampshire almost every weekend in the summer to either race or just to go run in the mountains. I would stay with right. um, Paul Kirsch. If you've heard of Paul Kirsch, he's a, he runs a lot of the um, junior uh, USATF um, mountain ultra trail uh, programs and such. Um, and he was great. He let me come in and I, um, oh, I'd crash down in their basement because they had a bed down there and whatnot. And there was another family homestay, uh, Frank and his wife, um, Frank Holmes, they would let me stay. So, um, that was the only way I was surviving being in Massachusetts, having this, you know, runaway to uh, New Hampshire on the weekends. Um, so it was never, it was inevitable that my time in Massachusetts wouldn't be very long because I just missed Colorado and, um, through my work. 
um, at Innovate, I had met at the time uh, Cynthia Brueggemann, who was the, uh, uh, I guess, the ad sales manager at Trailrunner Magazine. And um, we had talked and, you know, I told her, oh, I'm so jealous you're out in Colorado. I'm, you know, I miss it, blah, blah, blah. And she kind of led on that they were going to be hiring, you know, an assistant for her. And I was like, oh, really? You know, <laughs> that piqued my interest because I was willing to do anything to get back to Colorado. Right. Um, and so later that year, um, I actually met up with her um, and uh, the publisher at Big Stone. So Trail Runners owned by uh, Big, Big Stone Publishing. And I met up with them in uh, Carbondale, um, had a little interview and, you know, sure enough, got the gig and, you know, a month later or whatever it was, two months later, I was, you know, packing up my Xterra and driving out to Carbondale, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing because Carbondale is, I don't know, like maybe 7,000 people large. Right. You know, it's super tiny in Massachusetts. I lived in Natick, which is outside of Boston, but I mean, it's, it's gigantic. So they're extreme opposites. Yeah. I, I didn't care. I wanted to be back in the sunlight and experience the mountains. And so... So that's how that happened. Wow, that's that's a great story too. So you spent some time there, and then what was your next stop after that? Oh, it was with um, I Run Far. Mm -hmm. Or was that kind of like, did, did that coincide at the same time, or was that two separate things? Oh, definitely two separate things. Um, so two weeks after I started at Trail Runner, Cynthia uh, decided to move on from Trail Runner, so I took over her role as the oh. advertising manager. So that was another trial by fire. You know, yeah. I, was hoping to, I was hoping to learn how to do ad sales <laughs> from her. And I had about, I think, a, a month of time spent with her. And then, you know, but I picked it up and it went well. I was there for two years. And um, what I realized that I really just wanted to, I wanted to go play professional runner for a year of my life. <laughs> That's um, awesome. It sounds, yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but I had no. such a great. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like most people. I'm like, yeah, most people probably think I'm nuts, but my parents did, but um, well, I- uh, That's okay. I, yeah, that's what I figure, you know, you live once, right? Exactly. I mean, you had but, some good um, results too, leading up to that time frame. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of getting into this for the fun of it. No, you were the real deal. Yeah, like, well, thank you. I, um, like when I did graduate college, I looked into, um, you know, trying to pursue running in a more professional manner. And at that time, before I took a job and did some freelance, I, uh, I did contact um, Frank Gagliano at the time. And he was working with, it was used to be the Nike farm team out in California. And I was going to potentially go there or go work with Indiana Invaders in Indiana and such. And it just... I got a job and, you know, I went to school to get an education and have a career. So that's what I did. But it always bothered me. I never had the chance to really just pursue running. And though the D3, you know, to sales was great. My coach was excellent. I always kind of wondered what it would have been like if I would have been at a big D1 program where there was lots of money and lots of opportunity, you know, to uh, do more with the athletes. And so it was always kind of like this thing that bugged me. So I finally right. saved up some money from the jobs I'd been at and um, trail runner mag was great, you know, but I just wanted more free time to, um, to, to, to just train and, you know, they want you in the office and do the thing, which rightfully so that's, you know, up to them. And 
I just, we kind of just parted ways, you know, I thanked them for the opportunity and um, I had landed a deal with PepsiCo, which is a whole other long story, but um, which gave me a nice little stipend to essentially kind of run without a job for a year. And um, so I trained and it was, it was fun. I'm glad I had that chance. That's um, really random. Pepsi. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a story. It's a long story. Yeah. But it gets cut short. I met PepsiCo through Solomon. Oh, and I was running for Solomon at the time and um, right. yeah, they were kind of looking to do some grassroots funding and, you know, they were interested in the trail run market. And um, yeah, I, I met essentially the guy I met was the vice president of global marketing. And so he gave me a stipend. Um, I mean, I don't know if I, it's probably inappropriate to share that how much, but no, it was don't worry about that. that. I didn't, yeah. It was enough that I was able to, you know, not have a job for a year. And so I took, you know, I took that and went with it and, and lived that dream that I really wanted, you know, right out of college. Um, but where were you living at that time? Were you living in Carbondale still, or did you move back to the front range? I had, at that point I had moved to Boulder. Okay. Um, my best friend from Carbondale had also moved to Boulder, Ashley Arnold, um, who I'll probably talk about later with Trail Sisters. Right. Um, she had moved out here about two months before me, and um, I was single and just kind of, Carbondale was tiny. And I thought, well, heck, why not go to Boulder? It's, you know, there's a lot of great runners there. My best friend's there right now. Right. You know, I can always come back. So I picked up and went. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how that happened. So I was on the front range. And yeah, so I, I took off work for a year. And then as things kind of you know, I came to the close of that year, I was speaking with Julbo and some of my sponsors, and that's where I was able to, you know, at that point starting kind of create contract jobs for myself. Cause right. I realized my strengths and what I was good at and what I, you know, what I'd learned, what I was educated on. And I thought, well, heck, why not work for myself in, in the sense and create things that work for me. And so the remote jobs started and mm. um, that's where the team manager stuff has come. And since then, I, I've really never been back in a, the standard nine to five in the office, you know, so it's, it's hard once once you've had that taste of kind of working for yourself. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine going back to that now? Um, not yes and no. I mean, the only the only sometimes I'd, I think it would be enticing is because I mean, I do work by myself in my home and or in the apartment and I get lonely sometimes because I don't have anybody to talk to. I do everything <laughs> by email, you know? Right. And so it's like, oh, you know, you miss kind of having some interaction. Um, so that's I, the only thing that's thinky, but otherwise I, I love the freedom. It's, yeah. it's so worth it. It's worth a pay cut. It's worth, it's worth so much. If you can make it work for yourself, I'd tell anybody you can get a remote job so you can have freedom to live your life and have a healthy lifestyle of getting in like normal physical activity each day. Like, Go for it. It's, yeah. it's worth it in the long run. Uh, you're so right. So let's back up. To, let's talk a little bit about that year that you were playing professional runner. Those are your words, not mine. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so was that 2013? Do you, do you think that's when it was? Um. Yes. That. Um, it was like 2014. Okay. The end of 2013. Because um, I, uh, I left Trail Runner, I think, in like October of... 2013 because um okay i was gearing up for my first 50 mile which was the north base endurance challenge out in san francisco right yep so i went out there 
did that, came back home, and that's kind of when uh, essentially I moved Boulder right around there. And then so the 2014 year was, you know, at least midway or three quarters of the year, I, I you know, didn't have a job and just kind of, right. you know, just ran, lived in Boulder and just ran around. So, I mean, just leading up to that, that year where you get to travel around and be a professional, you've got some really solid results, especially if you look back. Uh, the time you're in the East Coast, you're doing all those shorter runs, but you're coming in like first place, setting your course records. You've got a national championship under your belt, a 10K national championship under your belt, which mm -hmm. you did in 2010, and you did it at Laurel Springs, North Carolina, um, which is funny because mm -hmm. one of my one of my former clients, Mike Spence. I think he did it in 2008 or 2009. I can't remember. He did the same thing. He went back and, and got a championship there as well. That's pretty oh, nice. rad that you guys both had that in common. Yeah. Do you know Mike? Yeah, you know. Um, I was going to say that name sounds really familiar, but I can't put a face to him. If I, if I Google him, I'm sure. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's an East Coast guy too. And he ended up out here um, because he wanted to cha uh, train with Chick Hislop at Weber State because Chick is like the – the, the steeplechase master, right? So he came out oh. here to train with him and he needed to do strength work. And I was doing strength and conditioning work at Weber State at the time. And okay. so that's how he and I got hooked up. And then I kind of like said, dude, you need to go trail run because it's rad. And mm -hmm. he's like, okay. And he goes and wins this championship. That's so cool that you guys had that in common. Yeah, small world. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So, you know, it, when you, you're starting to, you know, really dabble in it, you I mean that first 50 mile debut, you go out to the North face, you get eighth place or 14th place in eight hours and 43 minutes. That's pretty darn fast. Yeah. You know, it, I, you know, did some training leading up to, it. I didn't know what to expect. It was, it was hard. I was wondering right. what the heck I was doing after I'd done it, but, um, you know, I had gotten the ultra bug. Um, I, I had gotten the ultra bug when I lived in Carbondale, right. um, you know, while I was working for trail runner. And that was the other thing I like, I guess that's why I kind of wanted to leave because I realized with ultras, like it wasn't like training short distance races. Like you had to put in more time. It was just right. like, regard, like hands down, you have to put more time in if you want to run longer. Um, and so that was the itch of why I'm like, well, I can't do both if I really want to play this professional role or, or just you know, try it, you know, whatever. Right. But, um, but yeah. And, and way back when, when I talked to Howard about it, I'd always known about it. I mean, when I was doing all the short distance stuff, you know, it was what made me like, you know, uh, 10 K seven miles, you know, stuff like that. 10 mile races. Um, it was great, but I, kind of um growing up from that miler background i was getting so tired of going anaerobic in like you know 30 seconds <laughs> off the line right just kind of like oh i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> so i was so enticed by the idea of like well geez you know you probably won't feel tired or start to hurt until you're at least like you know 20 miles in so it's like this <laughs> ultra thing could be cool so that's <laughs> that's kind of i was like i'm gonna try that it's not gonna hurt right away <laughs> <laughs> That's so. that's pretty cool. Just, just looking over your results, I mean, you've run a lot of races. You've run Chuck and Nut, Ice Age Trail, um, Silver Rush. Uh, mm -hmm. You did the CCC over in, in France. You're fifth place there. You were first mm -hmm. USA female. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. And then you fast forward to 2015, Black Canyon 100K. 
Okay, mm-hmm. that's your qualifier for Western States. Leona Divide, old school race that's been around forever. Oh, you did Western States. <laughs> yeah, that that was a rough day, that Western. That was my first, well, my first real go at 100. And yeah, I learned that day how important nutrition is. So. <laughs> oh, really? So tell us about that real quick. Um, you know, I think, like I said, my background short stuff. So, you know, I've always struggled trying to figure out the right nutrition. I have, you know, some friends in the ultra scene that they had their nutrition dialed. They figured it out from day one, but, um, I had tried so many different things and, um, the Western States endurance run is a fabulous race and, uh, you know, it gets very hot there and that day it happened to be extremely hot. And, um, when you're down in those canyons, uh, when the heat hits you like that, your body doesn't really want to work. Like your, your stomach shuts off. You're not hungry. You're, you know, um, and I just, I got into a point where my body just wanted to reject uh, what I was putting into it. Um, like physically, and, like, like physically, like, yes. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was chucking all kinds of stuff. I thought <laughs> I got to the top of, was it Michigan bluff? Right. Um, aid station, you come up the hill from the Canyon and, uh, I felt so bad at my, my crew, um, Chrissy Mel was one of my uh, uh, crew people and my good friend Blair Speed and then uh, my boyfriend Justin, they're there, they're all psyched and I come up, I'm like, I'm just so sick and they're like, look at me, I'm like, I'm so sorry uh, and then sure enough, they're like, why don't you try, you know, try drinking this ginger ale and I think I took one sip, it turned and just lost it and uh, they're like, oh hey, like you really don't feel good I'm like, no <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, I, I was determined to finish the race and right. um, so I, you know, I essentially, you know, walk, jog the rest of it, mainly walking a, a huge chunk of it in that second half. And, right. um, you know, I finished, I think it was like 27 and a half hours. And I went into that race wanting to be far below 24 hours. And, you know, it just didn't play out that way. And that's okay. And, yeah. You know, it was an experience. I'm proud of myself for getting through it. And like, you know, it's, it's not always about how physically fit you are it's about the mental side it's about the stomach right you know so um but it was great i'm really i'm really glad i had the opportunity to do it i'd love to go back one day and 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 run it the way i ideally would like to you know have the outcome that i'm hoping for but right we'll see we'll see if that happens but just looking at your your results from like the other 100ks you've done so the ccc and black canyon you're running those like super fast so you definitely got the ability but man yeah you're right that heat is something else huh it shuts you Mm -hmm. down yeah completely it's a game changer you know people that um can handle the heat you know or their bodies respond well to it are definitely i think you know a one-up on that you know um i've kind of discovered i'm probably a little better in crappy conditions or when it's cold i always hated it growing up but even racing in high school and college and cross country I just remember always having really good days when it was when it was cold. So I don't know what that says about me, but no. um, but I'm like, oh, maybe I should aim for races that you know benefit me more in terms of like weather and, <laughs> yeah. and such. So yeah, there's but, nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, you can cherry pick all you want and just have a great old time. So mm-hmm. looks like you know just looking at your results. So 2015, you have a really good run year. Um, 2016 uh, you're not racing as much and looks like you maybe got hurt a little bit oh yeah that's last year was a a, probably the worst year i've ever had in terms of just running uh, or not being able to run i i um 
I'd gone back to the Leona Divide 50 um, in preparation. I was actually signed up for Western States in 2016. So um, I went there to prep for the race and uh, about mm, mile 16 or so, I um, felt a really sharp like pull or tug. I don't know what you want to just a sharp pain in, in my glute. And I was like, oh, that doesn't feel right. And like, all right, well, just keep going. You know, maybe it will go away. Because you know how, injury, like, you feel little niggles all the time. You're like, yeah. it's okay. It might be there for five minutes and it's gone. Um, well, it was on and off the rest of the race. Um, uh, I was popping ibuprofen, which is not recommended. But um, I was determined to finish the darn race. So I, yeah. like, I don't care. I was, you know, I was in second I think for most of the time I'd seen the first place girl at one point and was kind of like I might have a chance and um you know I finished the race I was on the uh, adrenaline high the endorphin and sure enough 10 minutes afterwards I could barely walk and wow. um, yeah I had ended up um I guess what they diagnosed as like a serious you know severe strain of the sacred tuberous ligament which is a weird little, you know, ligament that's kind of in your butt slash like hamstring, high up in your hamstring. And um, it just, it didn't heal for quite a while. I mean, ligaments don't get blood flow, you know, and yeah, um, or at least a lot of it. And it just took forever. So I, uh, I wasn't able to train the way I wanted to for Western States. So I pulled out of Western, which right. really stinks because, you know, I paid what, 500 bucks. That's down the tube. Yeah, but it's <laughs> a smart thing to do. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just I'm like, oh, I can't believe it, you know, and I wanted revenge on it so bad <laughs> the previous year, but, um, right. but, you know, then the remainder of the year was kind of, um, I, I felt like uh, I had lost my uh, my gusto, you know, right. um, the thing I was aiming for, I put all my eggs in that basket, it was gone, I was really kind of bummed out, a bit depressed that, you know, I my year was kind of toasted, um, I wasn't really hungry to go do a lot of other races, because, when you do ultras and you spend that much time out there on the trail for that race, like you really want to be into that race. Otherwise you're spending a, a ton of time out on the trail, like not having fun. And then what's the point of doing it at all? Right. Oh yeah, totally. Um, we interviewed, um, Oh gosh, I forgot his name. Uh, Eric Johnson. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a, yeah. uh, he, he's like a, one of those guys that goes up to the Arctic and does those, those three and 400 mile races up there. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Good for yeah. him. So <laughs> he, that was his point. He was like, well, if you're not having fun, why are you out here? Right. And for him, it totally made sense because he's in these really, really just incredibly remote places up against just life-threatening Beep. Please stand by. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Okay. Sorry about that. I was like, oh, shoot. That's okay. So sorry for the technical difficulty, folks. Um that's never happened before. That's but what they all say, Joel. That's just how it goes when you're doing these remote interviews. So as I was saying, Eric Johnson said, hey, you know, if you're not having fun, it's just not worth it to be out here, especially if you're investing so much time. So I, I totally get what you're what you're saying. And I think a lot of people totally understand that. So also in, you know, 2016, you've got something else going on, don't you? You, oh, well, the start of the Trail Sisters, if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm hinting at, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I um, when the injury hit, so I launched Trail Sisters April 11th um, of 2016, and I wanted to do it before I went out to Leona because I kind of wanted to just have that done. I didn't want to be thinking about it during the race and whatnot. And, um, 
you know, so I hurt myself uh, with that strain. And so I came back and, you know, I had that to focus on, which really kind of helped uh, pull me away from the constant focus of like, oh, is it going to feel better today or, you know, right. So I put a lot of energy into that. And um, yeah, it's, it hasn't quite been a, a year yet. So April 11th of 2017 will be one. I'm like, yay. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's come a really long way. And I mean, it, it, and it has only because of, you know, everybody out there that's supporting it and right. is interested in it. And so I have all of them to thank. I mean, it wouldn't be anything without, you know, all the people and their support. So I right. really appreciate that. So let's back but, um, up. Let's talk about, so how did this come about? How did Trails, how, what's the, the genesis of Trail Sisters? How was it born? Um, well, so when I lived in Carbondale um, and worked for Trail Runner, uh, I had mentioned to Ashley Arnold earlier, she, um, she was also a competitive runner um, as well as I, and we just trained together. We were best buddies. Um, you know, we were also housemates. And then finally, she was the, uh, the associate editor at Trail Runner, and then I worked there doing ad sales. So we were around each other all the time so right. we we're like best buddies you know we were we got along great and then we also bickered you know like two sisters would and so we <laughs> called each other trail sisters um, <laughs> yeah and so um you know we had this relationship where we like we knew how to empower each other and we like were best buddies like if she needed somebody to pick her up that day so she'd get in a good workout like i knew the exact thing to say that so you know that would trigger her to go have a good day and vice right. versa. So we were just there for each other. And um, it was really special. That was something that was really cool. And, um, you know, through the, you know, we left Carbondale and we're, we're still great friends and she's, you know, obviously um, a contributor on the site and, you know, she's helping you with some other cool things that we're going to launch on the site quite soon. But, um, uh, she, you know, I just eventually came to the, you know, I thought about for years about, well, how can I use this somehow? Or how can I present this to other women? And, you know, everybody should have a trail sister. Right. Um, and, you know, last year, I kind of, with the whole working remotely thing, I had some time and I just, you know, had the, got the bug to just go for it. It's like, well, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to see what I can do. I'm like, it's, if it flops, it flops, but at least, you know, I, I'm trying to give back to the community that's treated me so well. And, right. um, then I decided, well, I have the resources, the time, you know, I knew all kinds of athletes from competing. I knew different companies and brands that hopefully would find it attractive and want to jump on board just, you know, just by supporting the, the idea. And, um, I, you know, from working in this industry and competing and whatever you want to say, just being involved in it for so long, I really felt there was this um, lack of space to really, you know, represent women or, you know, just that they, they could use a little bit more, especially in the, you know, trail run specific. Um, so it's like, you know, I'm going to create something that hopefully inspires them, educates them and, and provide some more empowerment. Um, so kind of just went from there and took off. But um, it was my original experience with Ashley that is like, you know, everybody needs to have somebody uh, like an Ashley or like a me, you know, like we just, they need to have a trail sister and whether they have the ability to have, you know, the physical presence of somebody every day on the trail or not, they could at least come to the website and, you know, read something that, you know, would inspire them to get out there or make them feel like they're part of a family or, you know, involved in a community. I wanted to be able to provide, you know, what Ashley and I had to everybody else. So I just went for it. <laughs> 
So you launched it a year ago. So you, the initial plan and concept stages of it, did you, were you like, well, okay, we're going to put something out every day? Was that part of the plan or is that just something that's kind of morphed into the reality of it now because it's so popular? You know, I started out thinking, you know, I, um, first thing I did is, you know, I had the idea, fleshed it out in some pieces of, you know, scratch paper. And, um, then I like reached out to some of the women I knew that, you know, had different voices came from different spectrum in the trail running world. And, you know, to see if they'd be interested in what the whole concept was about. I wanted, I wanted partners, you know, it wasn't like a Gina project. It was a project for all women. Right. Um, and I wanted to align myself with other people that I knew would feel strongly about it. And, um, you know, wanted to share their voice. And so I reached out to them and kind of told them, look, there's, there's no money in this. This is just out of the goodness of your heart and right. to inspire other women. If you want to be on board, I'd love to have you. And so I think at the time it was maybe five, five women or six women. And I asked them all to write something and they launched it. And my goal was to um, kind of put up one post each week. Right. I think it started with one post each week and then um turned into you know maybe two posts per week and now we're at three or more um uh, and it originally started you know just with those core contributors and um as it's kind of gained popularity um you know like i said it's it's for everybody it's not just one type person um i've you know i invite anybody that has a story or a message you know as long as it it kind of fits in our you know, in with what we're trying to speak about, you know, um, do you guys have, uh, you have ambassadors, right? Yes. Yep. I got to the point where I was like, you know, it, it doesn't just need to be, you know, the same five or six women telling stories or giving right. advice. It should be from anybody, you know, even if you're not the best writer, it doesn't mean that you can't share your experience or story. You might have something really great to say oh, yeah. or something, you know, really important that needs to be shared. And, you know, I, I went to school for TV film. I didn't go to school for journalism. I'm not an editor by any means, but I'm happy to sit down, take, you know, these guest, you know, guest articles and, um, you know, open it up to ambassadors and, and take what they have and kind of, you know, make it so that people can at least somewhat understand it. But I like that everybody has their different style. Right. I like that everybody has a different voice and it comes through. And I think that's important because you there's so many different people out there that not every, you know, not the same five people can reach all those, you know, everybody that's out there. You need to have different voices to speak to different people. Um, so I, I think of the site, you know, we really are, we're just a giant community of women that, you know, want to be there for each other and empower each other. Um, so, yeah, so it's like, let's have ambassadors, you know, if you're really into the site and you really want to help it grow and, you know, you can, produce essentially like four articles per year, one per quarter. And, right. you know, like, you know, I asked them, like, what do you want to bring to the table? How do you want to help, you know, help your local community, help your, you know, the, the women you can speak to, you know? And so I was like, you know, it doesn't, it's, it's not made for one type person. It's made for everybody. And yeah, so I've kind of let the community take it themselves and help grow it. Um, and I think that's important. That's rad. Cause it seems like it's just taken off. And it's huge now. I hope so. I hope it's right? taking off. You know, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know where the um I don't know where the end of the road is. I hope there is no end of the road. But right. um I, I know one of the things you'll probably ask me is where you see it going. And to be honest, like 
right now I, you know, I'm taking it month by month in a sense. Um, I don't know where we'll really end up. I just hope that I can continue to inspire women and I hope to see women's presence in the sport grow. And that means, you know, that can be just interest that can be women racing, um, more products and, you know, um, effort to promote women from larger companies, like all across the spectrum. Um, women actually are, you know, um, the largest or the fastest growing consumer in the outdoor industry. And I think, you know, we should have our voice, you know, voices heard and, and I want to provide somewhat of a platform for that, you know? So, so, uh, so yeah. <laughs> besides putting out, um, you're basically almost putting out content every day now, and you guys have a really strong social media following. So what else do you see trail sisters, uh, maybe doing in the future b- besides that? I mean, are you guys going to have, um, events, um, mm-hmm. what else is in, in your future, especially maybe for the summer? Yeah, well, that's the that's the most exciting piece. So it's not quite up on the website yet. So I'm still working on it. But we will be doing um, a summer fall road tour across the United States. Um, Plan is to, you know, it'll be from essentially May 1st to the end of October and just kind of traveling around and I'll put the schedule up. Um, We're going to be on the east and then obviously we'll be back out in the west and the Pacific Northwest and make a big trip around California. and the hope is to, you know, I plan on stopping at different events that are out there. I know I'll be at Hard Rock and some others, as well as stopping at probably over 30 different um, specialty retailers to uh, to just, you know, present the Trail Sister story and right. provide them with some, um, you know, tidbits about, you know, the trail running space. So some education and, and like I said, try to Uh, speak to them about camaraderie in their own communities and and inspire them to, you know, try out trail running if they haven't and to continue to do it if they, if they're interested already. But um, yeah, I really, I I feel that in person um, uh, relationships or just, you know, meeting people in that sense is way more um, obviously personable than just doing stuff online and getting out in the community and, and being their first person to be like, this is what it's about. This is what, you know, we should focus on looking at things this way. I think it's really important to, to do that. So I don't want trails to just be this online, you know, um, impersonable thing. I, I, I like to get out and actually talk to people in the community and, and share my vision that in that way. So, um, yeah. so yeah, road tour this summer. That's um, exciting. I mean, you're going to yeah. use your new, your new pro master or most people know as a sprinter. So you're building that out yeah. right now, right? How's that been? Yeah. So, um, yeah, for this, I thought it would be much smarter to just, you know, go all in with a, a pro master or whatever sprinter van, um, and build it out, which has been definitely interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm not very handy at all. I thought I was really, you know, clever in, in, in high school. I took advanced wood shop. I don't, my, oh. both my grandfather's Really? really? Yeah, they were really into woodworking. So I kind of, I really enjoyed it. So it was fun. Actually, side note, this is like fun fact. I was the only chick in the class. I was a senior in high school. And um, so I was the only girl in the advanced woodshop class, but I got the highest grade. So there's well, of that. Course. So, little, <laughs> so I was, I was stoked for that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, thought I'd be good at, I thought I'd be good at building out this van and it is, it's not easy at all. So uh, my boyfriend actually is, really taking the reins and it's a fun project for him. So we work together, but that's kind cool. of the mastermind. So where yeah. are you guys getting most of your resource ideas from for that 
for that build out? Do you go to a specific website or are you following a, a certain uh, YouTuber? <laughs> How is that? Uh, yeah, right. Um, you know, to be honest, um, we just like hashtag van life, you know, there's so right. many little things to follow on Instagram. And I have, um, I do have a friend that actually used to work at Trail Runner, um, uh, Julie Parker, um, Julie and Chris Parker, actually, he writes for Rock and Ice. And mm -hmm. I think he actually works over at uh, Black Diamond now, but they um, bought a, a Sprinter van and uh, decked it out. And so I've been you know, paying her for tidbits and there's some other people up here in the area. Fred Marmister, great. Um, he's a, he's a good photographer. Yeah. Yeah. He's excellent ski. Oh man. Trail running. He's done a lot of stuff for Patagonia, buff. Yeah. He's, he's all over the place, but, um, yeah, he, he actually built out a Mercedes Sprinter, um, I think either two years ago now, maybe. And so spoken to him. So, you know, just, try to pick up pieces from all kinds of people, but until you get in there and you're doing it yourself, my gosh, you still have tons of questions, even though right. you think you figured it out, but, but it will be a cool home for six months, you know, yeah. officially leaving, you know, our apartment is, you know, as of May 1st, we're out. So, you know, we'll see what happens at, you know, May 6th. Well, I'm sure we'll be back in Boulder, um, doing more work, but we'll have to get a new apartment and whatnot. So but it will be fun for, yeah, it'll be fun for six months to yeah. kind of travel around and and spread the, the you know spread the gospel. That's so rad to hear that. Is that yeah. a little nerve wracking knowing that you're not going to have a like a home to come back to, or is it kind of freeing? Um, a little both. It's it's nerve wracking. Um, because yeah, everything like we'll put everything in storage, and I mean right now I ship hats and shirts from my house. So I'm like, how am I going to do this from the van? Oh yeah, um, good point, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it's so that's kind of funny, but um, yeah, it's weird not to have a home base. Um, I mean a chunk of it. I know we'll stay with a lot of friends and family throughout the trip, so it's not right. going to be completely every day in the van for six months, but um. I have to sell my car, you know, I can't just keep a car. It's very True. old anyway. Right. But um, my entire life, I was actually telling my boyfriend last night that I'm like, I'm really sad I have to sell my car. I've had it since 2007 when oh. I first like drove out to get my internship at the OTC. Right. Um, I've always been a bit of a gypsy. I've moved around a lot and had lots of different jobs and giving up my vehicle in that sense, that's taken me pretty much this entire chunk of my life to as right. to where I am now. That was your one, that was your one constant, right? For the last yes. 10 years. Mm -hmm. I could fit everything I owned into my Xterra and, and it's kind of like, oh, I have to, you know, it's so old that to house it somewhere and pay for, you know, pay car insurance on something that's not going to be driven for six months. And, uh, you know, it's just as it 170,000 miles, it's time to go. But huh. I'm like, oh, I don't want to sell it. It's a part of me. It's yeah, exactly. But, you know, it, it's something you got to do to to have that experience that you're going to have this summer, you know, spreading right. the, the Trail Sisters gospel. That's so cool. So what have been some of like the most popular articles on Trail Sister? What has really struck a chord with their community? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. you know, uh, the women specific issues really, um, they seem to drum up a lot of, uh, you know, on the back end, if I look at the analytics, right. a lot of things like that, you know, body image is huge. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think there are things that should be talked about for sure. So, uh, those seem to be huge. Um, anything that kind of, kind of ruffles the feathers a bit, anything that's a little bit of controversy seems to always get some love. Um, 
uh, trying to think of anything particularly. I mean, I know Sandy's article long time ago, um, you know, the critique of the female runner. So, you know, oh, yeah. on body. That one was, you know, that was pretty huge. Um, eating disorders. Right. Um, that's another, it's, it's pretty rampant in the sport, um, you know, and not just. So really, you know, is I, it, is it really that know. big in the trail running community? I mean, you, you see it from that side. I, I don't, um, because from all the guys I know, we like eating ice cream and drinking beer. Yeah. But the you flip know, side of it, you know, why is that? Do you think? Why, why is that so prevalent in the, the trail community? Well, I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, heck, I, I, I've seen it ever since like high school and college. And, you know, so I think in just general in the running space, it just is huge. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's a secret or anything, but I mean, Ashley's written a very large article about it, but Ashley and I both went through our own spouts of um, eating disorders. And by talking about that and telling, you know, spreading our message and our experience, we've met a lot more women that have had some version of it. It doesn't have to be the extreme to right. bulimia or anorexia. You know, there's all kinds of versions of, you know, uh, body like, dysmorphia and things like you can, you can go on, but it's just, there's so much media out there that, you know, it pictures women that are, you know, very, very petite and you right. know, some just, that's just their genetics and that's just the way they are. And that's a okay. Right. You know? But a lot of women think that they have to look a certain way and, you do see a lot of media, you know, they don't always choose people that don't fit certain molds. Um, and, you know, people just start to believe. I mean, that was one part of the TV film um, degree, you know, the ethics class was super important because the things we went through, it's unbelievable, like how much a picture um, can mess with somebody's mind. I mean, everybody has a TV, everybody has a web, or everybody has a computer in their house, you know, and you sit there and you watch it, you read things and it's, a bunch of marketing, you know, you got to be able to turn it off or to, or to just decipher for yourself what's real and what, what's being fed to you. I mean, news stories every day are, you know, or biased in some sort, you True. know, they're written a certain way to make you think a certain thing. And some right. people don't understand that and that's okay, you know, but it's it just, so I guess going in the larger scale as I go off on a tangent that, you know, it's people are, you know, we're all emotional and we have our faults and we see things where, well, maybe I'm supposed to be doing this. We have our right. doubts. And when there's media coming at you that you're supposed to look a certain way for a certain sport, it's, it's really easy to get roped into trying to fit a mold. True. So. That is, you know, you were just, you just kind of, cause the trail running community is so rad and you're just oh, hoping awesome. you're just like, come on, please let, let's, you know, you, you hope it's not as rampant in the, the trail community as it is, say like general population or even on the road running side, which I could see it being much more prevalent there because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you got to get down, you got to have a certain weight so you can run your, your splits right on the number. But then if you move to the trail side, you're like, hopefully it's not as bad. You can answer that question a lot better than I can. Um, mm -hmm. But man, that, that's just, that's, that makes me sad to hear that, you know? Yeah, you know, you hope you hope that, you know, it's it's not like it's impossible to know exact numbers. I mean, right. I could put out a, a trail sister survey and ask, you know, and do and see what comes back, which actually might be a good survey for further, you know, research and yeah. Such. But um but um 
you know, I think a lot of trail runners may have come from either, uh, you know, a track background or a road background. And, right. Um, like I said, it's, you know, obviously not everybody has an issue with that, but, um, and I wouldn't say it's just competitive either. I know people that are more even back of the Packers that have had issues. It, you know, oh, yeah. it just ties into wanting to fit a mold and feel accepted and feel looked upon as if, you know, you fit a certain, um, a certain look and right. it's 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 sad but hopefully you know with some of these articles and you know women from across the spectrum talking about it they can uh you know reassure other ladies like it's okay you like be you love you take care of you you know no, like we're not here to judge we're just happy that you're outside being active and enjoying life you know that's right. what it should be about where so where do you find you're getting most of your um like viewership uh, participation from is it here in the west or is it kind of evenly dispersed on the u.s you know it's kind of funny uh I, i'll like watch the analytics when i post something and watch the real time and you see like bubbles pop up all over the place right it's kind of fun. it's ridiculous but um i a lot in the west i'd say probably more so in the west but i mean i'll see bubbles pop up in maine i'll see bubbles pop up in florida um, it is dispersed throughout the U.S. and there's some um, international bites as well. Which oh, is good. Nice to see. Yeah, I mean, not not a ton. I mean, we're like I said, we're we're not even a year yet, so we're still we're still going. But um, um, up in Canada, even you know, uh, BC area, there's I'll get some love from that area. But um, yeah, I'd say mainly more the West or New England or um, you know, more in the South, the Southeast. Uh, I don't have as much, you know, coming from, you know, uh, middle America, like, you know, but um, it doesn't mean that there's not trail people out there, trail sisters there. Um, there's just larger amounts of, you know, trail runners, I think, in the in the West, in the Pacific Northwest as well. So, right. And just with um, you, you're, you know, your headquarters is here in the West. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to have right. more more viewership and participation coming out of there. So, but when you, you're going to go around, you're going to travel, you're going to spread the, the trail sisters gospel at all these events. Mm -hmm. So then yeah. what, so then do you, what's the next step though? Well, yeah, hopefully, you know, on this road trip, I'm able to, you know, uh, make more people aware that the site or, you know, this community even exists. So that's right. hopefully a, just the, to grow the community so that's one one you know point of the the trip and you know just to inspire more people you know that's that's all i want i want to help to grow it um what comes next after the road trip um you know heck i i you know i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing uh i know we're gonna we're gonna start do uh, i guess the big thing is we're gonna start peer review soon okay um, i get a lot of questions from women you know asking about you know what's best for this what's best yeah. for that and um so actually ashley is she was, you know, the associate editor at Trail Runner, so she'll be the associate editor essentially for Trail Sisters and, right. um, you know, the year reviews, which is great. So that's coming, and um, yeah, um, for the time being, that's our that's our main focus, and then um, you know, just try to keep growing it. Um, I just uh, kind of connected with uh, the people over at the Y East Wolfpack out in the Pacific Northwest, and. Uh, they've uh, wanted to do their own, you know, female focused uh, training group. And so we partnered right. to do the White Trail Sisters. Um, and that'd be cool to do a few other places, you know, if there's interested, you know, groups. But, um, but yeah, kind of just keep spreading it. You know, I, I just, I want to see more women out in the trails. I know a lot of women 
um, are interested, but they're fearful. They don't know a ton about it. And there's not a ton of media outlets out there pushing things to this like, you know, niche market. And I don't see why I can't be, you know, or Trail Sisters can't be, you know, the place for them to get that information. So yeah, just keep I, growing right now. All I want to do sure. is keep growing. <laughs> So let's let's let me ask you a question because this is this has come up in a couple of our interviews recently because we've just happened to talk to a couple really great um, female runners here along the Wasatch Front, and mm -hmm. we always ask them how did you get into trail running, and we have a couple of big running groups here along the Wasatch Front, which the biggest is the Wasatch Mountain Wranglers, and mm -hmm. they somehow mm -hmm. fell in with you know, just a small subsection of the Wranglers. So they knew somebody and, you know, they, they wanted to go join these group runs and they're always so nervous about joining a group run because they're like, well, I don't want to be the slow person. Right. And then right. once they go and do it, then they're like, I can't believe I waited that long to do it because right. it's so empowering to join that group. But they were so fearful because, well, I didn't want to be seen as the slow person or I didn't want to be seen as, oh, here's this here's this uh, woman runner. Um, I, I'm going to be slow. I'm going to be rejected because these guys have been around for a long time. But in the reality, it's the exact opposite. They get so embraced by it. Do you get that question a lot? Like how do people come to the, the website, Facebook, Instagram and say, hey, I want to be a trail runner. How do I do that? Yeah, um, we get, I definitely get some of those questions. And, you know, um, a lot of times like, hey, I want to run with somebody or I'm going to this area. Do you know somebody I can run with? And, and I'm always like, man, I'd love to like create some kind of a, um, uh, kind of like a database, but it, it's really tricky. And, and since you know how, you know, uh, the website works and, and, you know, what, what's out there, the trolls and people trying to get information. So I'm trying to always like, how can I create this database for people to meet up or, you know, right. how, you know, you know, putting anybody at risk if they want to share their email address or whatever. So, True. um, so I've yet to kind of figure all that out, but, um, but I get questions like that quite often, you know, is there a trail sisters group here or there? And, um, and, um, I do know a lot of people. And so what I, try to do is I try to connect them with the local run store in that area or right. if there is a local established group because um, I think it's important for people to blend with the communities they're in. Um, some just don't know that there's things that already exist. Um, and so I try to connect them with those uh, those clubs or groups or the store. If I don't know any, you know, run, run clubs there, they can usually go to their local specialty retailer and, um, and they can usually direct them from there. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of uh, my go-to because, you know, I know what it's like to run by yourself and um, when you're looking for a group, especially if you need that motivation. Um, so I always try to kind of uh, come up with some kind of answer for them. Right. Um, you almost then, you like know, need like a local chapter of Trail Sisters, right? Right. And that's, that is kind of one of the things I've been toying around with. But um, uh, the problem I always run into is, you know, I, I take a lot of, pride in, you know, what Trail Sisters is and how far it's gone and, um, and to kind of um, assign people that I haven't met or, you know, tell me they're going to do a good job right. um, if they can lead a, a chapter. I, I, you know, I want to believe that and I'm sure, you know, I'm, most of them probably would do an excellent job, but, you know, um, we have, you know, some pillars and, you know, a mission statement and, you know, and I would want to make sure 
these women would be able to, you know, A, uh, inspire others, have them lead the healthy lifestyles, you know, push the adventuring outdoors and the conservation of, you know, protecting the Earth's playground. So, like, making sure they would, you know, enforce those ideas right. in the group. And then additionally, you know, if they're going to start a group, they have to be accountable and mm. keeping like, okay, every Wednesday we're going to meet and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know? And it's a big job. It's not it a is. tiny little it's not a tiny thing. And so I'm kind of like, how can, um, how can, you know, is, I can't manage all those people no. do that, you know? And no. so I'm like, how do you manage chapters and, and do that? And I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but a lot of um, the responsibility, a lot of the trail ambassadors have is kind of like looking out for their locals and, and trying to like, that's almost like a responsibility I, I, I put on them in a sense, like if they can bring women together and maybe mm. that will be the next step down the line. Cause the, um, the ambassadors I bring on, um, you know, we go through a little bit of process and I learn more about them. And, um, so, so I, I get to a point where I feel like, okay, I can trust them to lead this, you know, this group here. Cause right. like I said, I don't, I, I don't want trail sisters to get a bad rap. I don't want no. there to be any cattiness. I don't want there to be, you know, it's supposed to be for everybody. We're there right. for each other. We're one big family. You know? That's probably the best way to handle it. It's just, you know, kind of push it out there through your ambassadors and. You know, your ambassadors are, are known on your website and mm -hmm. if somebody's trying to find, you know, that person or that group to get into, if they can search on your website and the, hey, there's an ambassador in my area, then they can contact the ambassador. Because I know our ambassador for this area, um, Tara Warren, she does a great job. She is so involved. Oh, she's awesome. And she is so cool. Yeah. yeah she's she's, she's a good she's a good kid too, man. She is so rad. She's out there running yeah. all the time. Um, she's super positive and just the nicest woman. Really, she is. Oh yeah, no, she's great. I had the um, I had the opportunity meeting her this year. Um, on, I did a road trip earlier just to the Pacific Northwest area because I had never really been out there. Um, and I have some friends out that way, and I stopped in Ogden along the way and um, had the chance to have lunch with her and she was incredible. So, um, on the road trip this year, um, I don't have the dates exactly scheduled yet. That will come out shortly, but one of my plan, you know, my plan is to stop in the Salt Lake area and, uh, up and head towards Ogden and park city and to make sure I get to spend some time with her and the other, the other ladies in that area, right. crazy mother runners, chicks run Utah. You guys have a, an excellent group. So well, yeah, I'd what's crazy that. is that you know in our area, you know, we got those we got the crazy mother runners, um, chicks run Utah, which is Melissa Solomon, who I just we did an interview with her a couple weeks ago. She was on the podcast. She has a really amazing story how you know she lost 120 pounds over the course of four years and she's about wow. to do her first 100 miler at zion uh next week she's got oh, a wow. great story Good for her. and she's awesome. super positive attitude uh the crazy mother runners are always out running and they've got a, you know a good story as well so i think that you've done a really good job of like curing your ambassadors right especially mm -hmm. for our area. So if that can be said about all the other areas, that'd be a great way for people to, you know, contact those ambassadors if they're interested in, Hey, how do I get into trail running? Um, what trails are good to run on? Um, talk to them about gear, talk to them just about how to integrate into the community too. So I think that's a great thing that you've done for the trail run community. I think it's awesome. Well, well thank you. I, I hope so. Like I said, I mean, I've, 
I'm 34. I just turned 34 and I've oh, haven't you're had. so old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, but I mean, up, up to this point, like the world of running has been very kind to me and I've had lots of great opportunities and, um, right. you know, I've learned a lot from it and, um, I still hope to do a lot more in it, but you know, I, I don't see any reason, like, this is one way that I would like to give back to all the, to all the great stuff I received and, and hopefully create some good opportunities for other women and, you right. know, or just get them psyched on it. You know, I you totally are. I mean, yeah, so you're doing an awesome job so. of it and you, <laughs> well, you're you. putting out those cool trucker hats. What else do you, what else can people find on the trail sister site besides trucker hats and um, the ambassadors, anything else? Oh, well, we're doing the where to run series, which is pretty cool. Anybody can Ooh. send in um, about their local area right um, on. or if they're interested. Yeah, because I'm trying to create a really fun database of like all these different cities, wherever you don't have to be a great writer or anything like that. It's right. really it's pretty simple, actually. I'll give you the guidelines and you just kind of fill it in. But, um, it's, but how, then, how do people search that then? How is that uh, archived? Is that uh, alphabetical? Is it by state? How, how can um, people search through that? There's just, there's a column on the site called where to run and we don't have a ton currently. I mean, we have enough that you can scroll through and, and see what we, we've got, but eventually we'll break it down and have, you know, have it alphabetically um, ordered so you can see what's out there. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I hope, I hope to grow that, but that's pretty cool. We do the ask the trail sisters. So um, if anybody has any, you know, questions, a lot of people have questions and they're either scared to ask because it's, you know, uh, a tricky subject or, or they're embarrassed for other people to know they're asking it or whatever. But, um, you know, we have a, a place on the, just go to about and then contact and you can write in your question. It's completely anonymous. And, um, and I'll send that question out to the um, ambassadors and the core contributors. And we, you know, the girls will send back their feedback and then I put it in the post and, I'll post it online. Um, like I said, it's all unanimous. So you don't know, you know, who wrote it or whatever, but right. a lot of the questions people have are, are questions that other people might want to know about. So that's right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, then, you know, we have a little shop if, if people want to support it, you know, that's awesome. Um, I think it's pretty cool. You know, if you're running down the trail and then you happen to see somebody else with the trail sisters hat on, I mean, you instantly feel like you have a connection with them and yeah. give them a wave and they're going to wave back because right. it's something that you know you have in common. And or you can stop and talk to them. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the kind of like community I, I'm trying to, to grow and, and create. So, um, but yeah. Well, I think um, you're doing an awesome job. I'm excited about your, your summer road trip. That one, I mean, you're doing an awesome job spreading the, the gospel trail sisters. Two, I'm excited to hear about van life and how you yeah. adapt to that and what struggles you have and how you overcome them so hopefully you're gonna have like a little side project blog going on talking about van life oh yeah i'm already i'm already pretty worried about the bathroom situation like we get like a compostable like toilet oh man you guys went out of your way and got yeah. a compostable toilet really is it is, so it's on the inside right Oh yeah. So it's on the inside. It's like, you know, a little removable one. It's not right. like connected to the van, but, um, I mean, for a chunk of it, we'll be with people so you can use inside toilets and right. we'll be in town so you can find your local coffee shop, you know, yeah. but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
<laughs> but um, but yeah, there'll be times when uh, Justin and I are, you know, out in, you know, the middle of nowhere for a while. I'm like, oh, it's going to be awkward. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think you're going to go over that pretty quick, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've been <laughs> with him for three years now, so it shouldn't be that weird anymore. But I'm, you know, there'll be funny stories, I'm sure. That's yeah. how it goes. But if there weren't any funny stories, it would be, it wouldn't be adventure at all. So. That's right. That, so I'm excited for you guys to do that. That'll be cool. So you're going to have all the, the schedule up on the trail sister site here. When? Um, by April 15th at the latest. So okay. we're working on putting the page together right now. Um, I'm finalizing some, um, partnerships with some brands that, you know, are excited about it as well. Okay. And, um, yeah, so that should be up in the next week or so. All right. So, you know, all, so when you come sure through too. our area, we'll we'll definitely help promote it as, as much as we can for for the Ogden area, uh, the Salt Lake area, the Utah area, Southern Utah or Southern Idaho, and then you know we'll be more than happy to help promote it across the U.S. as well because I mean we really believe in it. Um, we think that you're doing a great job. We you got some super rad ambassadors. Um, I hope that you get more traction out of it across the U.S. and even internationally, too, because I think it's such a great idea. I hope so, too. That's the goal. I hope if people are enjoying, you know, reading what, you know, what they read on the site, that they'll share it with their friends and let other women know. And and, it, and that's the other thing. Yes, it's, a, it's, you know, called Trail Sisters, but there's content on the site that's not, you know, only women specific. There's a lot of things that can be shared for both sides. Well, no, there's, just, there's good content on there, period. And I, I yeah. try to read it as, as often as I can. And the, awesome. the only reason I don't read something is because it's like there's too much to read that day. Like I've got your article. I've got something on I Run Far I Need to Read. I've got something mm -hmm. on, you know, five other websites I need to read. And then all of a sudden you're like behind. And right, you're like, right. You're like, screw it. I'm not going to read anything today. I'm going to wait until I'm going to start over again tomorrow. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But you no, know, there, guys should be reading that stuff too because it's just good content and you get good stories. Um, and then also you, you get this perspective from the other, from the other side, from the female side, which I think is, more guys need to do that. They need to go out of their way to kind of understand what that view is like, what, what they're experiencing, because, you know, it's so male dominated in, in the culture. Right. And that's exactly it. I think it's important. It doesn't mean like, it's just, it's just awareness. And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's not meant to be like, Oh, guys. And, you know, girls are better than guys or guys are better. It's nothing like that. We're all out there. We're all doing the same thing, but that's it's right. really cool to have a place where women can, you know, share their voice and, and speak yeah. from the women's perspective. And I, I think that's important just to have a healthy, healthy sport, a healthy industry, you know, just it's, it's good for everybody. It's a win-win across the board. It is. And you guys are doing an awesome job of it. Well, cool. Well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. Hey, I appreciate you jumping on the show today. I'm sorry that little technical glitch happened in the middle of the show. Um, because we had for like 45 minutes of really just kind of great background on you before we jumped into the trail sister side of it. So I'm hoping that I can find that on my computer somewhere. Um, oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, me too, because that was some good stuff that you uh, gave us there. Um, oh. Hey, thank you very much. And I look forward to your tour. Cool. Thank you. If you stop yeah. in at Utah, we'll, we'll try to, you know, come see you, get you on the mic again. So we can hear about awesome. your experience, especially your van life experience. And right. um, yeah, I'm um, looking forward to it for sure. 
Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to uh, speak to you in person, you know, um, and thank you for taking the time to to bring me on board with uh, Trail Manners. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this, you know, uh, when you publish it or put it out. So, um, so yeah, thanks so much for everything. And you can be sure that you'll, you'll definitely be getting a note when I uh, have the Ogden um, Salt Lake area, you know, scheduled and hopefully, yeah, we can meet up in person. All right. Thanks again for everything. Yeah, you're welcome. That sounds good. And, uh, okay. Thanks for, for listening to this episode. You can find more information out at trail sisters. Is it .com or .net? Um, it doesn't matter. It can be both. All right. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) You are, you're such a savvy marketer. That's rad. Also, you can follow her on Instagram, Facebook. You got the Twitter too. Yes, I do. All right. Trail underscore talk. Oh, awesome. Hey, again, thank you very much for jumping on the show today, Gina. Um, I'll let you go get back to your sprinter build out. because I know you still got to wrap that up and uh, we'll, we'll see you here shortly when you come through town. All right. Sounds great. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Gina Lucrezzi of Trail Sisters for taking the time to join us today. You can check more of Trail Sisters out at trailsisters.net. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by our website at trailmanners.com. There you can swing by our store page, check out some gear, or hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for. You get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>